When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dale Lally. We're here to talk a little Steeler football here this afternoon or this morning, whenever you're listening to this uh, podcast. And, uh, well, we had some uh, interesting movement this week in the NFL as uh, Baker Mayfield traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers for a 2024 fifth round draft pick. Boy, that makes uh, the fifth round pick that uh, Kevin Colbert once got for Josh Dobbs look pretty darn good, doesn't it? Um, of course, the Browns uh, having to pick up $10.5 million of Baker Mayfield's uh, contract for the 2022 season. Uh, the Panthers uh, picking up the $5 million after getting Baker to uh, take a little bit of a pay cut there. And that made me a little curious uh, about quarterback movement in the NFL. So I started digging into that a little bit. And I went back and I looked, if you look at from 2015 to 2019, that's a course of five drafts. And of course, we can't look back at 2022 or 2021 or even 2020. Those guys haven't been in the league long enough. So 2019, the 2019 season, those guys are now in their fourth, heading into their fourth season. Of those quarterbacks taken from 2019 to 2015, 2015 to 2019. I got that backwards. There were 17 quarterbacks selected in the first round of the draft. Of those 17 quarterbacks, only five are still with the team that drafted them. That's a shocking number. And if you look at those five, um, one of them is Daniel Jones, who was the sixth overall pick in 2019. And quite frankly, might be on his last legs with the New York Giants. Uh, Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick in 2019. Daniel Jones went sixth overall. And then Dwayne Haskins, the late Dwayne Haskins, went 15th. Of course, he finished with the Steelers. Uh, That 2018 draft, there were five quarterbacks taken in the first round that year. Mayfield went number one overall to Cleveland. He is now a Carolina Panther. Sam Darnold went third overall. He is now a Carolina Panther. Josh Allen went seventh after the Bills traded up to get him. They had been a playoff team the previous year, traded up to get Josh Allen. Josh Rosen went tenth to the Cardinals. He played for five teams, or at least was with five different teams, and is now out of the league. He went tenth overall that year. And then Lamar Jackson went 32nd overall, uh, and he is in line to get a second contract 
with the Ravens, if they can work that out. The 2017 draft, Mitch Trubisky went number two overall. He's now with the Steelers. Patrick Mahomes went 10th. Remember, the Chiefs traded up to go get Patrick Mahomes that year. They had been a playoff team the year before. Well, he went 10th that year. He is, of course, still with the Kansas City Chiefs. The 12th overall pick in that year's draft was Deshaun Watson. Again, the Texans traded up to go get him and then traded them to the Browns in the offseason. He's now a Cleveland Brown. That 2016 draft, Jared Goff went number one overall to the Rams. He's since been traded to the Detroit Lions. Carson Wentz went number two overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. He spent last year in Indianapolis. He's now a member of the Washington Commanders. And then Paxton Lynch went 26th overall that year. He bounced around a few different teams currently out of football. And then going back to the 2015 draft, Jameis Winston went number one overall to the Buccaneers. He's now in New Orleans. And Marcus Mariota went number two overall to the Titans. He, he was with the Raiders for two years and is now currently in Atlanta Falcons. So it just kind of gives you an idea of how quickly things can change for these quarterbacks at the quarterback position, particularly in today's NFL. And a lot of that's due perhaps to coaching movement. Teams aren't as apt to stick with head coaches. They're, they're, they're cycling through them a little bit more quickly than perhaps they used to. And so, you know, the, the guy who drafted that, these quarterbacks many times wasn't there for year three. And so the team moves on. That fifth-year option is also a big deal in regards to, those quarterback, to the quarterback play. Because it used to be that, that you know, that fifth-year option um, was pretty much almost automatic for quarterbacks. Well, now all of a sudden, you, again, you look at Mayfield's fifth-year option, $18.8 million fully guaranteed to pick up that option for Baker Mayfield. That's a lot of money to fully guarantee if you're not sure that that guy's the, the, the answer. Daniel Jones didn't get his option picked up this year. For next year. So he's playing out his contract with the uh, Giants this year. So it, it makes things a little more interesting with that new CBA in regards to that fifth year option. But it also shows you why Steeler fans and the Steelers need to be patient with Kenny Pickett. Don't force him into the lineup. Take your time. Make sure it's the right time to put him in the lineup. Now, if he earns it, that's one thing. But don't rush him into the lineup because that's where mistakes get made. you got to find out exactly what this guy is. You look at last year's quarterback class, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. The guy who had the most success was Mac Jones because he went to the team that had the best supporting cast around him. Now, I think the Steelers do have a good supporting cast around Kenny Pickett. I think if Kenny Pickett played this year and started, he would be fine. There would be some struggles, though. But the 49ers pretty much let Trey Lance sit all of last year. He played, I think, made two starts. They're kind of spot starts. 
The rest of those guys, other than Mac Jones, though, if you look at Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, they all struggle mightily. They had their hands full as a rookie. It's a lot on the plate for a young quarterback. And the odds show us that when we look at it here, some of these guys are going are gonna to flame out. Look at the 2020 draft class. Joe Burrow went number one overall. Tua Tagliavola went number two. Justin Herbert went number three. Jordan Love went at 20 with the 26 point pick. Herbert went sixth. Uh, Tua went fifth. Four quarterbacks taken in the first round. All are currently still with the same team. But remember, they're only in year three. Burrow and, Burrow and Herbert are pretty much established guys with their team. Love still has yet to play. He's still sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. But this is a huge year for Tua. They don't know what he is in, in Miami. In fact, they built the roster now around him. They put the pieces in place around him that if it doesn't work out this year, you can bet that the Dolphins are going to be in the market for a new quarterback next year. That's just the reality of the situation. So, again, I, I think you need to be uh, patient with Kenny Pickett. Don't start him too early. That's why Mitch Trubisky's here. That's why you, you, you bring that bridge in. Somebody who is able, capable to be your starting quarterback so that you don't have to start Kenny Pickett. That's the idea. That's what the Steelers are working for here. So, you know, just a little cautionary tale there about the quarterback position. Again, 17 quarterbacks drafted in that five-year span and only five still with their same team. You don't want to be that team that blows out on a quarterback and then suddenly he goes somewhere else and becomes a starter. And that happens. I mean, we, it, these teams make mistakes on these guys. Give up on them too early. Can't do that. Make sure you know what you have and then move on from there. We're going to take a break. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Uh, we'll be back with more right after these messages. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com
Welcome back to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Dale Lally, and um, saw a little interesting thing. It was put out there by uh, Ryan Scarpino, retweeted something. Uh, Ryan, of course, used to work for the Steelers. He was in their PR department, and uh, he was talking about uh, there was a, a, a report out there about how the Steelers went eight, two and one in one score games last year, and it was fluky and they're due for a major regression. Here's the thing. The Steelers have had at least a 500 record or better in one score games in every season since 2014. It's almost a decade. Knowing to me, to me, knowing how to win close games is kind of an art form. It's a franchise thing. It's a coaching thing. If you look at the teams who are the best in one score games over the past decade, you wouldn't be surprised to see that it's the Patriots, the Packers, the Ravens, teams like that. The coaches who know how to win close games. So when you look at it, are the Steelers due for a regression there? Maybe. I mean, 8-2-1 and one is outstanding in, in one score games. And they very easily could have won some of those one-score games that they lost. I mean, look at that Detroit game, the tie. Mason Rudolph had them in position to win that football game at the end of regulation and then again in overtime. Guys fumbled the football. If that doesn't happen, the Steelers probably at least get into a situation where Chris Boswell can go try to kick a game-winning field goal. That's the other part of the equation there. Having a good kicker in one-score games makes a big difference. Having somebody who's reliable that you can count on in those kind of situations is a big difference. That's, of course, why you probably look at paying Chris Boswell, giving him the money, a new contract that he probably deserves because he is that kind of kicker. He's that kind of clutch kicker. Guy's making 90% of his field goal attempts in his career. Again, you look at that and you say, okay, when he trots out on the field, it's money. It's gonna, you can just put the three points on the board now. So there is an art form to knowing how to win those close games and being mentally tough enough to do it. Some people might look at that and say, well, a lot of that was Ben Roethlisberger. And to a certain degree, I get it. Roethlisberger was good in those kind of situations. He knew how to win. That's, what, that's who he was. When the game was on the line, he was at his best. Here's the thing. The Steelers went 6-5 and five in 2019 in one-score games. And that was with Rudolph and Duck Hodges at quarterback. 6-5. and five. They go 6-5 and five in close games this year. Again, that's the same 11 games that they had last year when they were 8-2-1 and one in, cl- in one-score games. They go 6-5 and five in one-score games this year. They'll be fine. You're probably looking at an 8- or 9-win team easily. Because the majority of teams are going to find ways to fold in those kind of games. Here's the other part of the equation that can't be overlooked. In his career as a starter, Mitch Trubisky is 16 and 11 in one score games. That's pretty good. And remember, those were all with the Bears. One of those teams that's not necessarily all that great in one score games. So Trubisky's shown that that he can do what's needed to win those kind of games. So I think the Steelers will be just fine in one-score games 
in 2022. They'll figure it out. Mike Tallman's a good head coach. They've got a good kicker. The defense is solid. They'll be fine in those kind of situations. Are they going to be 8-2-1 and one again? Probably not. History tells us there'll probably be some kind of regression there, but they're not going to be 2-8-1 and one either. They're going to find a way to probably win more of those close games than they lose. That's just the reality of the situation. That's who they are. Some franchises are good at it. Other franchises, not so much. They find ways to lose those kind of games. They're the kind of games that drive fans crazy, especially those who well, maybe like to place a shekel or two on the game, on the outcome of the game. But the reality is you want your team to win those kind of games. And the Steelers have found ways to do that more often than not over the course of their uh, of their history. They've been a pretty good team in those one-score games. Uh, Tomlin's teams have been really good in those one-score games as well. Again, haven't had a losing record in one-score games since the 2013 season. And that was a weird one. If you remember that 2013 season, they started out 0-4. We're two and six at the halfway point in the season, and they finished eight and eight. They'll figure out a way to get there. That's just what they do. Um, you know, I, I do think that the coaching becomes a factor in that, and having a good defense helps. Having a, a good defense in a one score game is a huge factor. Um, again, that's why the Steelers typically win more of those games than they lose. And again, being good at, with, with or having a solid kicker sure helps as well. But that's going to do it for today's Dale Lally show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dale Lally. I will be on vacation next week, uh, so there will not be a Dale Lally show. I'll be back the following week. Uh, need some time off here before training camp starts off. We'll get there. When we come back, I'll be uh, previewing training camp here, some of the training camp battles that are going to take place here for the Steelers heading off to St. Benson College. But I do appreciate you listening to this edition of the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network.